What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 249 of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk podcast. I am your host of the panel, Tony Mango, and joining me on the mic for this episode is Mike Payton. Man, funk that. Also, Kalen Ferris. I am remaining seated during these introductions as a sign of protest. <laughs> and uh, fresh off his suspension from Adderall, Stephen Wago. I was going to make a reference to that, but I guess you already did. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I indeed did already do that. Indeed, you did. Indeed. Quoting Funaki here. Mm. All right, guys, for our card for this episode, we've got a main event of the mailbag questions you submitted for August. We also have the rest hold break in the middle section with all the stuff like the wrestling trivia question of the week. But first things first, we need to run down the hot tags. This is a recap of some different things that have gone down in the world of pro wrestling and sports entertainment over the past few days. Unfortunately, let's start off with a sad one. Mr. Fuji passed away at the age of 82. Uh, of course, we always say the same kind of things when it comes to people passing away. It's a shame, etc., etc. But the transition is more into something on the more positive side of things. Uh, any favorite memories of Mr. Fuji that you guys have? That one time when he threw the powder. What about that other time? That's okay. Although I like the third time better. They're always salt. Yeah, to be quite honest, I don't have that many memories of uh, Fuji. He was in a period of wrestling that I, to be quite honest, wasn't really into. Um, and his actual in-ring stuff, I was like way too young to ever see. Um, it sucks that he uh, passed away. He's definitely one of those most memorable managers just because of, well, how stereotypical he was. Um <laughs> Well, I'm be blunt. <laughs> no, it's it just funny it to think, like, he's so memorable. Not from his in-ring work, his managerial work, whatever, just how stereotypical he was. He was. He was one of these big <laughs> stereotypical 80s characters, and that's why I remember him. Like, Mr. Fuji, everybody knows who he is. And like, a lot of people don't know, aren't a fan, like, don't have massive memories of them, but they will know who he is. One of my biggest memories of Mr. Fuji is going to my friend's house, and he had all the wrestling action figures during the 80s. And I would always love to play with Mr. Fuji. Those were my favorites. He always chose the big, strong guys, and I liked him because he was silly. Did you used to grab like a pinch of salt and throw it at the wrestlers too? No powder. Just talcum powder and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of blow in that household. (laughs) (laughs) Peyton, any memories about the Mr. Fuji character or Harry Fujiwara in general? Would you call me Fujiwara? Harry. A A lot of parts of me are Harry. Need to shave. No, I don't. You think everyone should shave. Nobody should shave. <laughs> Nobody should shave. To be fair, to- Tony, should, uh, Tony does need to shave. I mean, when he grows that shit in, like, really looks like a fucking 40-year-old man that has to pay child support. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> so there was a lot of phases of Fuji. And the one I know him most for is his phase when he came out as the man in the kimono with a Japanese flag supporting Yokozuna. And at that point, he was really quiet. Matter of fact, the most of the time I remember him, he was kind of playing a backseat to Jim Cornette as the manager of Yokozuna. He was so there I to really like, did... legitimize it while Jim Cornette was there to confuse the fuck out of people. <laughs> sure. They were doing that with fat guys at that time because I remember Kamala had two managers too. He had uh, Kimchi and Harvey Whippleman. Never understood that. What the hell was kimchi? What was kimchi's deal? What was with his face? It was like white with a black dot. I don't know, but kimchi sounds like something I'd order at a restaurant. It is a food, isn't it? It is. It is? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's like some kind of cabbage I'm like, it really does sound like food. It's Korean. It's fermented cabbage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But a highly respected dude. Um. One of my actually more recent memories with him actually goes back to before there was Z True Long Island Story. They actually had an internet show that caught my attention that involved Miz and Morrison. I don't even remember what the name of it was. Wasn't it like um, the, the Dirt, Dirt, sheet? Dirt Sheet? That's what it was, the Dirt Sheet. And they would always have a, a joke every once in a while. They'd be like, yeah, well, you know who would do this? Mr. Fuji, and then just throws salt in the person's face. <laughs> and it can have absolutely nothing to do with what they're talking about, but they would just out of nowhere go, Mr. Fuji, and throw salt at the person if they didn't like him. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Mr. Fuji, great manager, great character, all in, in uh, 
his whole span of his career. I wish I would have seen some of his other stuff beforehand. Maybe I'll have to go back and check that out if they do some kind of like a collections thing on the network or whatever. Uh, as with everything else we're going to talk about here, drop your comments below. Everybody tell us what you think about this. Any Mr. Fuji memories, tell us what those were. Uh, let's go into a funny thing, though. Let's lift our spirits a little bit. Bo Dallas was kicked off a plane for being intoxicated and singing Lion King songs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think I could relate to Bo at a spiritual level. <laughs> it's just so great to hear this story, because at first it wasn't really uh, verified, and then more information came out, and it started off as, like, Bo Dallas might have been in some kind of an altercation at an airport, and then it became Bo Dallas was drunk at an airport, and then it became Bo Dallas was drunk and singing Lion King songs, and then it became <laughs> he was drunk singing Lion King songs, and when he was told to get off, off the plane, he was like, fuck everybody off! <laughs> I love this story. I, I just love every part of it, especially the Lion King part, that his that go-to part, thing yeah. when he's drunk is to just be like, Kuna Matata. <laughs> Apparently he was also shouting that Randy Orton is a dick. Really? I, I didn't mean, see that part. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> when you summarize everything that's happened, I actually don't see what he did wrong. Got drunk? I like getting drunk. Sings Lion King songs. He huh? doesn't. Like, I mean, <laughs> shit, yeah. And Randy Orton is a dick. In fact, I think he should get a push. <laughs> At least he wasn't singing your variation of Lion King songs. I don't know what variation you're talking about. I, I mean, don't know fucking, either. Well, Drew likes to sing them in front of his girlfriend, but that's all I know. <laughs> hey, Gary. Uh, so, do you guys think anything bad is going to come out of this? Is he going to get suspended, or is he going to get, like... Uh, well, I mean, he can't really get deep-pushed anymore. He's barely on TV, and when he's on TV, he loses, but... Could we see any negative repercussions come out of this, or is it just one of those things where they're like, Bo's a dick? <laughs> well, I, I think I, he was going to go for the world title, but now I'm not so sure. Uh, I think he's got enough family members in the company where they'll probably let him have a pass. They can't really punish him. <laughs> no, they could God, just fire God him. already did with that fucking face. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about hair dye, apparently. That's the biggest story of the day. Even Marie dyed her hair black, and now everybody's going, well, maybe she's going to get released, and maybe she's quitting, or whatever. I highly doubt it. I think she's just, like, bored, and she sent her 30-day suspension, one of the dare, uh, dare her high, dye her hair a different color. Now they're doing hashtag all black everything instead of all red everything or whatever. Any news to this whatsoever, or is it just that she's dying her hair and she'll die right back? What do you guys think? Red sucks, black's better, keep doing it. What is this, the fucking red carpet where we're updating on what people's hair is like? What, are we going to, like, announce what fucking dress she's wearing, too? Who was she wearing in that picture? Not me, so that's the wrong answer. I hate when they do that, by the way. Who are you wearing? Ugh, I hate red carpet shit. But, I mean, you know, weirder things have happened where people have done strange things on the internet and then it's coming out to be, like, a whole big thing backstage or whatever. So maybe, I mean, I highly doubt it, but maybe there's something to it where they told her, you know, you're not coming back or something. I mean, her suspension was not something that was terrible where she's going to get released over it. It's just the Adderall fake, uh, or not fake, the wrongful uh, report that she had sent in, that kind of a thing. So I highly doubt there's something more to it, but you never know. Kayla, she's a fucking is? woman. She dyed her hair. Like, most dudes don't even notice when their girlfriends dye their hair. Why is this a news story? <laughs> to be quite honest, it wouldn't be the yeah. first time that a diva dyed their hair and then came back um, onto the main roster with it back to normal. I mean, CM Punk uh, dyed his hair blonde temporarily. <laughs> I like the little reference there. He's a diva. See what you did there. What's that fight happening, by the way? That's this month, right? Uh, yes, UFC 203. Punk will die. Oh, my God. I hope he gets Live on pay-per-view. <laughs> he will die. His hair. <laughs> <laughs> if he happens, hot tags that time. Oh, the last hot tag to talk about for this week, Headbangers returned to SmackDown in the Tag Team Championship Tournament. We were joking around as, like, the go-to answers. Like, I don't know, well, the 18's probably fucking uh, Headbangers or someone. Lo and behold, the Headbangers actually do show up. It's not bullshit. It's not, uh, you know, one of those things where we say General Hall is going to turn face and he quits the company, whatever. The Headbangers actually returned, and I didn't think that they were too bad overall. I know, Wego, you had said something about why, does, why don't they just, like, sign them because they were pretty decent. 
Um, they were in good shape. Just keep them around for a job team. I was a little disappointed that they didn't come out with the um, furry cone titties, but... They didn't even all. have the old theme, did they? I didn't actually pay attention. I should have. No, the new theme was more, like, metalish than their old one, which was more, like, grunge. That whole, like, we are the headbangers. <laughs> it was the theme that they were using for the promos and stuff. I figured they would come out to that, but I had distractions on in the background, and I kind of missed part of it, but I couldn't hear that, so that was a little disappointing. But, uh, yeah, I kind of thought that maybe they could bring them back as another tag team. SmackDown could use them. And if they bring them back in the regard as, like, hey, we know that you are not going to really get pushed or something, but are you guys interested? I'm sure they'll come back. Uh, Kaylin or uh, Peyton, you guys think that they should be coming back, or do you guys think that they sucked? Anything like that? Yeah, never really had a high of opinion of them, but if they can come in and just put some other people over right now, that's cool. I don't hate seeing them. Completely unoffensive. It's completely unoffensive, and they they look like they're in good shape. They don't look like they've aged a whole lot, considering it's been like 20 years since their heyday. So that's a good note. And shit, if the Dudleys can come back and mess around for a year, then why can't they? Totally cool with that. Well, those are the hot tags for the week, everybody. We're going to roll along with the rest hold in part two. But beforehand, I want to just remind everybody to go ahead and leave your comments below. Like the video, all the other kind of stuff like that. And uh, once we get back from the rest hold, we're going to go into our main event, which is going to be the mailbag questions you submitted. So stay tuned for parts two and three coming up next. Welcome to the rest hole. This is the commercial break section of Smack Talk that's going to fill you in on all of the promotional material as well as the internet wrestling community outreach segments for the week. And we're going to start things off with the Smark My Words fan submitted comment of the week. Actually, this time around, fan submitted comments of the week. Now, you can only see one on your screen right now, but I have to give a shout out to Ben Guest as well for a comment that he had left when I was making fun of the fact that Seamus would probably have to apologize for saying that people were deaf. He said no one could be offended. They didn't hear him say it. That got a huge chuckle out of me. But if I have to give a little bit of an edge, it's going to go to Silent Wind of Doom for saying the red dishwasher is nothing compared to the purple monkey dishwasher. Because damn it, I can't resist giving a Simpsons joke a win. So thank you to both Ben Guest and Silent Wind of Doom and all of the other people who left comments all over the different platforms that we've got. One of those, of course, is our Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group slash The Mega Maniacs is where you're going to find most of the chatting that goes down throughout the week. So go ahead and sign up for that one if you haven't already. We're going to be taking care of the mailbag a little bit later on, but if there was anything that you wanted to pick our brains about, whether it's wrestling related or not, that you didn't get a chance to send in, and you want to do that for the September edition, go ahead and do that by either tweeting at SmartOutMoment with the hashtag mailbag, or sending us an email through the contact form of the website. If you're looking to help support the growth of Smart Out Moment, there's a few ways that you can help us out. If you want to help on the fun side of things, you can donate money directly with the PayPal, the YouTube fan funding method, or Patreon. You can also buy some t-shirts, mugs, and other merchandise over at our Redbubble and TeePublic shops. We also have a TeePublic shop for Fanboys Anonymous, if you're into that. You can also help spread the word around the website in a few different ways, such as the Sign Me Up initiative. All you got to do for that is take a Smart Out Moment sign to a wrestling show and send me a picture of yourself holding it up. Or more importantly, you can grow our audience with social media posts. You can like and share our stuff on Facebook. You can retweet and follow us on Twitter. You can give all of our YouTube videos a thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't already. Leave your comments to encourage more discussion on them, more people coming back and, you know, checking out things more and more often like that. Same thing for the website. And, of course, you can share the website's articles and everything else by posting them on Reddit and other places on the Internet. Any way that you guys can get our name out there is greatly, greatly appreciated. And the same thing applies to Fanboys Anonymous, which is a spot where I take care of my movie reviews and other nerdy things like that. So if you want to geek out with me on that kind of stuff, go over to fanboysanonymous.com and follow the Facebook and Twitter accounts, subscribe to the YouTube channel, blah, 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 you know the score. So that brings us to the major topic of this video, the one that I'm sure most people are clicking on this for, which is the wrestling trivia question of the week, otherwise known as the Ask Him. Last week's questions were about inaugural title reign lengths because of Finn Balor dropping the United States, not the United States, the Universal Championship. So the question was, what is the second shortest inaugural title reign length of any newly crowned WWE Championship? 
And I had thrown out there that technically the answer is the ECW championship with one day, but it's not really recognized by WWE, so if we go by just WWE titles, the answer actually is the WWE Tag Team Championship. That was when Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit won it October 20th, 2002, dropped it just 16 days later, November 7th, 2002, to Edge and Rey Mysterio, who then only held it for 12 days themselves before losing it to Los Guerreros. And second behind that is the WWE World Championship. 22 days, Buddy Rogers had it April 25th, 1963 until May 17th, 1963, where he lost to do Bruno San Martino. And Bruno kept it for God knows how fucking long. I can't remember, but a couple people putting Buddy Rogers out there. Christopher Marin, he guessed him. Bobby Lesnar, G86, said Buddy Rogers as well. Dominator39 said as well. So you guys were very, very close on that one. Peter Pacinini says, Michelle McCool, Divas title. I don't remember what hers was. Uh, Might have been kind of close around here. He says, uh, also, Eva was having her period all red. Good one. What? (laughs) And okay, as long as you saw the raw one. Yeah, I did see the sign me up one. So thank you for that, Peter. Uh, So uh, this week's question is going to be about Fatal 4-Ways, because we had our Fatal 4-Way for the Universal Championship on Monday Night Raw, and I was going to originally ask you guys who won the last Fatal 4-Way in WWE before this week's episode, but then I thought that might be a little bit too easy, because it was just July 25th, where Finn Balor defeated Cesaro, Kevin Owens, and Rusev on Monday Night Raw. So instead, I asked during the Monday Night Raw post-show, should I give a harder one or an easier one? Everybody went with the harder one. That's what you're going to get this week. When was the last time a title changed hands in a fatal four-way match in WWE? If you think you know the answer to that, or you want to leave a guess, or anything else that you want to toss out there, drop your comments below, and next week I'll tell you the answer to the Ask Him and anything else we need to break down. But that's it for this week's Ask Him and this week's Rest Hold and IWC Outreach and all the other stuff like that. Thank you all for listening, everybody. We got more coming your way a little bit later on, so stay tuned, everybody. Smack Talk is coming right back. Welcome back, everybody, from the rest hold. It's time for us to get into our main event for this edition of Smack Talk, which is going to be the mailbag questions that you guys submitted for August. We're not going to tackle every single one that you guys submitted. Some of those are going to be just on the website. We're going to pick and choose a couple of the things here to talk about. Some of them just not going to be a whole lot of conversation and stuff, so just push those aside a little bit. But we're going to get to most of them from a couple different people that had sent them in, and we're going to start things off with Silent Wind of Doom. He has a question. Watching Raw right now, Enzo referred to Jericho and Owens as Jericho, Jericho, that kind of thing. That's got a nice ring to it. Besides the obviously superior Febreze, what other pairings, existing or imagined by you, could you come up with cool names for? Anybody have any that stands out? Yeah, I got one. Shoot. So you can put together Dolph Ziggler and Fandango to make Dolphan. I had the same thing, but Dolph Ziggler and Finn Balor for yes, yes. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> First one that came to my mind was if uh, Curtis Axel was still doing that perfect gimmick, and you put him with Ty Dellinger, perfect ten, makes a lot of sense. Uh, you got Curtis Axel and Mandy Rose, Axel Rose. Uh, I, it's a little bit of a stretch, but if you put Bo Dallas with Braun Strowman, Strong Bowman, it's just something that makes me laugh, even though it's sort of not. I was actually on my thing. list and I crossed it off. I was like, no, that's too stupid. I'm not going to read that on air. <laughs> and then you fucking say it. Strong Bowman. All right. Well, at least we have two people that are interested. In this. Uh, let's see. I had a couple other things that were down here. Uh, Raleigh and Hawkins would be Rawkins. That sucks. Oh, these are my list of these things that aren't good. That's why. Cesaro oh, and Cass. Then let's skip them. Cesaro. Yeah. <laughs> Although I actually do kind of like uh, either Gargano or No Way Jose with Rhino. Rhino Way Jose, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Uh, Ember Moon and Apollo Crews could be Apollo 13. <laughs> I just want to do something based off of that. <laughs> and the last thing that I have, at the very least, is uh, if Aaliyah were with the Revival, they could be Aaliyah. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I have one more. Kane and Gable. Wago, is there anything that you got? I didn't read any of these questions because I didn't know if I was doing the show, and so I didn't have enough time to think of one, so nah. Any other ones that you guys have, Peyton and Kaylin? I'm sure I'll think of them when we're done recording. (laughs) (laughs) 
If you do, leave them in the comments. Paid it anymore? Oh, on that note, if you are fucking referencing a particular question, timestamp your shit. <laughs> that is true. Keep those timestamps going because we don't know out of, uh, you know, LOL, foot pun, and that kind of stuff. <laughs> Let's move on here from. I'm going to botch this, I'm sure. Elvir Barik? Elvir Bodrick? Good old Elvis. Uh, he says, do you think that Vince will be reluctant to give Finn another push after he recovers from his injury, or do you think Vince will label him injury-prone and leave him in the mid-card? Also, do you think anyone else will get the type of push Finn got, or will WWE be reluctant due to fear of injuries? You guys think that we're going to get some kind of a weird thing with Finn not being pushed anymore? Or are you kind of on the boat that I'm in where he's going to get a push right to the main event as soon as he comes back? They're going to build a story while he's gone of him rehabbing this, and they're going to milk this for every bit that they can. Are you kidding? They already invested in this guy being the first ever champion. They can't just push him by the wayside. That makes the their championship seem less. If they wanted the guy that won that tournament to be the first champion to seem like it still means something, they have to have him jump right back into business once he gets back. And you know what? If it's with Kevin Owens, fantastic. If he can come back in time... I'm thinking he's the Royal Rumble winner. That's mm. too that's too cheesy. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm over that. I've seen that enough times in my lifetime. I wouldn't mind seeing it again just because of um we've just had so many Royal Rumbles just go horribly, at least in terms of fan reaction, that I kinda just want the typical babyface wins a Royal Rumble and relives his dream and finally lives his dream at WrestleMania, but I don't know. Is I'm a, Finn's I'm not a, the guy to do that, though. You know who the guy to do that with is? Gable. Sammy, Sammy Zayn. <laughs> Sammy Zayn's the guy you do that with. Because Finn, Finn already was champion. That's not living his dream. He already had the dream. Yeah, but Sammy Zayn's a fucking dirty vanilla midget. Yes. I'll put it this way. If he can come back in time, I totally would be up for him winning the Royal Rumble and challenging Kevin Owens for WrestleMania. If he's not able to win the Royal Rumble, I still would be up for him getting a title shot if they get somebody else to win the Royal Rumble from the SmackDown side and they do that kind of thing. You think I, Owens makes it to Mania? I don't think they put fat people in the main event of Mania. I don't think I that he so. will, but I'd be totally up for him doing that. I think that storyline makes perfect sense because in NXT, with the NXT title, you had Kevin Owens, or I'm sorry, you had Finn Balor taking the title from Kevin Owens, and then for this Universal title... You had Finn dropping it and Kevin Owens picking it up immediately. So you have that history there and you can build that. And I think if he comes in and challenges him at Mania, that would be great. So I would I would actually like to see him win the Royal Rumble. I wouldn't put any money on it at this point. I don't I think that's kind of a pipe dream. But he's definitely coming back and being in the main event picture because it's kind of like the Seth Rollins thing where he was gone for a while and they kind of followed him with the injury and he came back right away back in the main event. So I think they're going to do the same thing with Finn Balor. Would you guys rather see Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, or some kind of a, an outside option if they were going to keep that belt on Kevin Owens for WrestleMania? I've been seeing some people hyping up Kevin Owens and Brock Lesnar. Oh, I totally don't. Yeah, I saw, some, I saw some rumors about that. That would be cool. They're cool with it as long as Brock does to Kevin Owens what he did to Randy Orton. It'd be great if Kevin yeah. Owens did that to Brock instead. <laughs> Just completely throws everybody for a loop. You know Kevin Owens' blood would probably taste better. Well, yeah, probably a lot sweeter. Chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> um, but as far as Finn goes, I'd like to see him chase the belt a little bit rather than just get it back straight away. If they want to go the wrestle, uh, the Royal Rumble route, I'm fine with that too. But I don't think you're going to see him get de-pushed. Uh, de it was a freak incident. Shit happens. Mm. They invested too much in him. It's not like a situation where he's been injured a bunch of different times. Like Wade Barrett, after a while... I could understand why they weren't really going to push him. And if the same thing were to happen with Finn Balor down the line, then maybe. But his first big thing, and then he gets injured, just a total fluke. So who knows? Uh, this might end up being a situation where he's going to be out even longer. And if he's out even longer, then maybe they are going to be. Maybe he's going to be back sooner, and they're just going to push him in the main event. I don't know. Uh, we'll see in a couple months. Uh, let's move to Peter's set of questions. First off, how are you today? How you guys doing today? I'm okay. fucking do small talk. None of your fucking business. <laughs> he also asks if we're going to use SpeakPipe and anything in the future. I have no plans on using it. Peyton, are you going to incorporate that into Twitch or anything? 
I mean, SpeakPipe's always an option. No one ever uses it. I have the email, and I haven't seen anyone use it in months. Well, is there a way that you can do that through Twitch? I don't know for sure. I never did Twitch on my own. I could probably put a link somewhere down there, but it's not imperative. I don't really want to hear most of your voices anyway. <laughs> Twitch is very interactive as it is already. It's not like yeah. a needed avenue. He asked us if I could give him a copyright strike uh, update. I fucking got those people to uh, undo them. I won that battle. He also asks, though, uh, how did Drew's kidnapper's court go? Do you guys know what this is a reference to? I think Cliff Clefton is on that case. <laughs> I don't know, but Drew ain't here, so whatever the kidnappers did, good job. No, guys, I'm still kidnapped. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Too I don't close to the what kidnapping that was guy. a reference to. Uh, Peter, leave a comment below and tell us what that was a reference to, because I totally don't remember what that was. And timestamp it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah timestamp it as well. Yeah. He asks us, what do we think of the brand split commentary teams? And we have a little bit of a switch up. JBL was on Raw before. Now he's on SmackDown. We got a little bit of time for people to get into their grooves and stuff. Uh, For those who, for some reason, don't know and still want to be updated on what's going on, SmackDown has JBL, Marwanalo, and David Otunga. And Raw has Corey Graves, Byron Saxton, and Michael Cole. You guys have any favorites between those? It's a bit of a weird scenario. It's uh, I think the best announcer that they have altogether is Mauro Ranello, but his team fucking sucks. JBL's become the drizzling shits over the years, and that's become even more apparent on SmackDown. I don't know who thought giving David Otunga the opportunity was smart. He's terrible, too. He is the worst. Uh, Corey Graves? Uh, he's actually better with Michael Cole than he ever was on NXT. Uh, great improvement from him. Uh, Michael Cole works very well. His game has improved significantly since not having to deal with uh, either Jerry Lawler's shitty jokes, doesn't have to deal with JBL screaming, and he doesn't have to deal with Booker going, ah, all the fucking time. So (laughs) Michael Cole's game's improved too. If you can get rid of David Otunga, if you can get rid of um, Byron Saxton, you can get rid of JBL and find different people to swap them out of. You'll have some really good teams, but... Um, right now it's overall improved, but there's still definitely weak areas. See, I don't think Otunga has anywhere to go, but even worse, he's got to go. And I'm not liking Marvinalo with JBL because it doesn't seem like they have that much of a chemistry together. Sort of the same thing with like, I, I like Corey Graves with Tom Phillips more than anybody else. And Byron's just weird. I mean, Byron's Byron. But if I have to go between my favorite of the two teams, I mean, it sucks that I can't pick uh, the Cruiserweight Classic because Byron, uh, not Byron, Daniel Bryan and Mauro Ronaldo are actually pretty good together. Have you guys been checking that out? Yeah, they've been a great team. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I can't stand Daniel Bryan on commentary. Really? Such a fucking, he's such a fucking mark. And not in like a cool way. Like it's an annoying way. Like it, he's the type of guy that if I had someone over while wrestling was on and they heard him talking, I would feel embarrassed. I can't stand listening to him talk, and he's he's the opposite of what a lot of people complain about Michael Cole, where he doesn't call moves, which Michael Cole has actually drastically improved on if you've been listening to Raw the last few weeks. He's been calling a lot more moves. Mm. Daniel Bryan calls every fucking thing, and he'll tell you how it has like seven different names in different countries, to the point where it's actually distracting from the match. I think the most distracting thing is when Mauro Ronaldo goes into full cheese mode and he's like, holy macaroni and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> those are the best calls of the whole freaking thing. Are you kidding? One of my favorite times, the whole thing is when uh, Kota Ibushi out of nowhere does a kick and he just goes, mama mia. Oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> I, I love uh, Mauro Ronaldo when he gets excited because it actually adds some personality and some, I don't know, fucking it, life to the commentary. Yeah, it's, it's the modern so- day back out. That's what it is. It's been so boring with Michael Cole. He has he's fucking so he's such a straight man. It's so lame. It's I like my wrestling to be a little hokey in some areas, and Morrow's that good mix of um. And he's a he's a real sports broadcaster, so he just brings something to the table that no one else does. See, I don't mind the I love the enthusiasm. I just don't like the Mamma Mia and the. The best like, thing they can do is draft. Cesaro to SmackDown and have the entire show of Morrow just calling uppercut parties. <laughs> I don't like the uppercut party thing either. It's Fuck just, you. It's like cheesy as all hell. Like that's what I would be embarrassed about if people are listening and they're like, you're really listening to a guy say Mamma Mia when somebody gets hit and stuff. And I'd be like, well, Funny, well. I just don't think you're understanding that ain't no party like an uppercut party because an uppercut Jesus. party don't stop. It does when no, I, I agree him. with you, Tony. I, I think Mauro Ronaldo is, is, the best energy wise, he brings a good energy to it. 
but I agree with the cheesy comments. And Mike was relating it to the by God, and that's probably the closest thing these days, but it just doesn't have the same charm. To me, it seems forced. So, and a bunch of guys in their fucking underwear. Going to David Otunga. David Otunga is the only guy who can make Byron Saxton look interesting. (laughs) That's bad. You know it's bad when he makes Byron look interesting. Uh, Corey Graves doing a good job. JBL, you know, I could do with less of him. And Cole is just like so average and plain and vanilla and just not great, not terrible. He is getting a little better with calling the moves, but still room for improvement. But Mar Ronaldo, I would say, is probably my favorite of the six. And overall, though, I would probably say if I had to split it between Raw or SmackDown, I'd probably say Raw has a better team overall. What do you guys think about the fact that they don't have the commentary table ringside for Raw anymore? Does that throw you off, or do you like that better, or what? The only thing I like is that they always have these shots where they're all standing and you see the crowd behind them. Those shots always look great. Matter of fact, I miss, like, when you go back to the 80s and they used to have the commentary table way up in the crowd. Like, more around where they have, like, the pre-show tables when they do them. That always just looked fantastic. You just saw that sea of people behind them. Something about that just made the event seem bigger. Maybe it was just Gorilla Monsoon. I wish they'd done it the other way around, where SmackDown had it at the top of the stage, just for the sole reason that it um, gives more excuses for them to let Randy Orton do table bumps. And Randy Orton can't do table bumps. Hmm. Uh, he asks us, what should they do with Money in the Bank? Should it be a dual brand pay-per-view or should they just scrap it and put it on like WrestleMania's card or something like that? I'm saying needs to go dual brand and this whole idea of the big four, fuck it. Make it the big five. It doesn't need to be four. Get rid of Money in the Bank. Entirely? Even the, uh, like just the match itself being put somewhere? For a couple of years, sure. Bring it back at WrestleMania. Should have never left Mania. They're just gonna it, do big, if they're just gonna do a big fucking ladder match for the IC title, then what's the fucking point? Yeah, it should have just stayed at Mania. It, it was it was nice on the calendar year to have it at Mania too, because WrestleMania was your cutoff point. Like you had to get that at WrestleMania, or that that was where it. Like having the calendar year end at Money in the Bank is just kind of an awkward time of the year to have it at. And then then you have this awkward situation now. Like, do you have one or two? I do not want to see two Money in the Banks ever again. If they're gonna do, if they're gonna do it. Do one, do one where you have an inner brand match with all people from both brands there, and only one winner gets it. And take it back to six people. Yes, mm-hmm. three from each. There you go. I'd be up for that. There's a lot of variety that you could do with it. I'd be up for having two again. I'd be up for. I mean, see, I don't know about moving it to WrestleMania though, because there's got to be a lot of different things that are kind of switched around with the two, uh, two brands this time. You got to have room for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and stuff. Like, I, I well, mean, they're going to do a lot of matches. Make it seven hours long. That's how you fucking do it. Oh, oh yeah. They already did that. <laughs> they're going to have a ladder match for the fucking one of the mid-card titles anyway. Just make it the Money in the Bank match. If they're going to do that match anyway, what's the point? If they keep you're doing basically that match, just having, You're basically just having a Money in the Bank ladder match with less stakes on the line. Hmm. And we like steaks. Mm. Steak would be awesome hell. right now. <laughs> Could go for another steak. You prick, why did you have to say that? <laughs> <laughs> now we're all just sitting there thinking about steak. Alright, you guys want to take a steak break and be back here in like an hour? <laughs> steak break. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Is Rusev the greatest heel of all time because he got fans to cheer for Roman Reigns that one week? No, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Uh, what qualifies you guys to be journalists? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing, yeah. When it's all said and done with you guys, will your kids be the new cast of Smack Talk or will Tony's birds be? <laughs> I had said in the what? thing, I think the crickets are going to take over instead. Uh, all right. What do you think I'm of still the... doing this by the time I have kids? I've got problems. Yeah. Well, my kids. Will <laughs> if be you like, have right. kids, the world has problems. <laughs> yeah, fucking ain't that right? Peter wants to know, what do we think of the Gen 1 Alola forms from Pokemon Sun and Moon that have come out here? Uh, I assume that it's mostly going to be uh, the three of us without Peyton included in there. But I do want to get Peyton's thoughts on this because you're not as much into Pokemon as we are. Well, overall. let me tell you, the only thing that pisses me off more than Alola forms are TPS forms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at least you yeah. got in there somehow. <laughs> 
Uh, Kayla, what do you think about the ones that we've got here? We got like uh, Executor is you have a huge palm tree long thing neck. going on. Yeah, that's weird. Um, I don't know. The, the new ones look cool. I'm not sure what kind of stats they got, but you know they look awesome. So some of them look kind of weird. The one, the dark meowth, looks a little weird. But the Marowak that I'm seeing, Vulpix, Sandshrew. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be cool. Wago, you got any favorites or least favorites out of them? Just generally with Pokemon, the more the more versions that come out, the less and less I care about it. It's they just keep adding gimmicks and it feels like a gimmick. It doesn't really change the cause of what happens in the game. So I mean, there's a couple of forms that I like, and Ice Nine Tails is kinda cool. But I just get more disinterested in the franchise each and every time. Especially with Pokemon Go. It was so great at first and they fucked it all up. Yeah, nobody's playing it now. Real shame. I am. <laughs> yeah, you spent all that money I mean, on a new you... phone just for that stupid ass game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that. Like, finally got a smartphone in 2016 just to play Pokemon Go. It does other stuff too. All right. I bet you bought a Virtual Boy too. <laughs> uh, in I 2016. <laughs> The Virtual Boy and the let's see, the Virtual Boy and the Wii U are the only Nintendo systems I've never bought. Other than that, I've bought all the Nintendo systems. Hmm. All right, I just looked up that Alola Meowth. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I, see, know, I like, like the idea that it's a dark one. It makes sense to have like a black cat thing, but I don't like what it looks like. And I really don't understand the Ghost Fire Marowak. Like, why? It looks. It looks kind of cool. Uh, Raichu looks kind of cool. Uh, the idea that it's a psychic instead of a fairy is kind of interesting. I love the uh, Executor, though. I think that that's such a weird concept, and the fact that it turns into a dragon somehow. Like, maybe it's a dragon fruit thing. I don't know. But I kind of like it. I mean, it is it is what it is. It's uh, a weird uh, addition to this game, and if I had the system, I would play it, I'm sure. But I don't, so probably not going to play it. But I'll watch a playthrough or something like that, maybe. I don't know. Uh, can we write in Dwayne Johnston for president in this election? He's probably a better choice. Is that Jim good. Johnston's brother? I think Dwayne Johnston would look at all the country's problems and say, sick him. Go dogs. <laughs> I'm not going to take a question seriously just because you couldn't fucking spell Dwayne Johnson right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's take this in a different direction then. If The Rock were running for president right now, you don't even know what his platform is or anything. It's just a matter of do you vote for uh, Pence and Trump or do you vote for Kane and Clinton or do you vote for The Rock? Maybe Mick Foley, yes, is VP, Rock and Sock Connection. Wait, The Rock and Kane are both going to be in the election? <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> Would you guys vote for The Rock? Or would you vote for one of the other two sections? You know, one person I've been dying to see get further into politics is Arnold Schwarzenegger. And The Rock is kind of like this generation's Arnold Schwarzenegger. So why not? I'd vote for him, oddly enough. I don't want to vote for either of the people that we have for our choices right now. You know what? The Rock is one of the most motivating motherfuckers I've ever seen in the world. Like, you ever just look at his freaking... Instagram, Instagram stuff, yeah. It's it's in, it's intense. He's you, like, you I just, just filmed three movies. You just there for 10 minutes, you feel like you're going to fucking take over the world. He's like, I filmed three movies today, and I'm working out right now, and it's like 4 o'clock in the morning. And, and then at the end of the day, he still like is going to eat some bomb-ass pizza and bang some fucking gorgeous women. Yeah, exactly. like, the, the Rock is the fucking man. Yo, really I'm is. For supreme leader of the world, I'd be totally down with that. There's so many awesome things he could do running in the campaign, too. Just imagine, like, the promos that he could cut. He could totally do one of those. You remember the uh, segment he did where he just ripped uh, Vicky Guerrero apart? He could so do that to Hillary Clinton. I would actually watch the State of the Union address if he was sitting there coming out. He ended every single one of them with, with uh, do you smell what the rock is cooking? And there's one moment that we could all enjoy. Him winning. Finally, the rock has become. <laughs> It'd be fucking epic. Well, he ended up winning the second term, and it would be like, finally, The Rock is back home. (laughs) (laughs) Rock, you got four votes here at the very least. Uh, When the brand split happened, did you want to watch Superstars and Main Event? No, (laughs) not at all. I still have no faith that those shows would ever be worth watching. Wait, are one of those shows brand specific now? Well, they technically are, kind of. Uh, Superstars is just raw. 
and uh, main event is just SmackDown. Yep. Hmm. I still don't oh, care. Yeah, it's still like <laughs> yeah. it's still Curtis Axel losing to Jack Swagger every fucking week and stuff. So unless they change that, nope. Peter wants to know if we've tried or want to try the Bootio cereal. Sure, I don't have box. an FYE around me, and I'm not spending that much money on cereal. Yeah, I eat it all the time. Oh wait, we're talking about the cereal. Never mind. No. <laughs> I know Drew's probably tried it by now. Probably spent sixty bucks on a box. <laughs> No, he bought the one that didn't have the cereal in the box. (laughs) (laughs) He bought the one that just had the box? Yeah, because they didn't release the cereal yet. That was before they released the cereal. So he spent like the 35 bucks or whatever on the fucking empty box. It came with a t-shirt, I thought. (laughs) He said he 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 was going to throw the shirt away. And then as soon as he got it, he went, I regret buying this. (laughs) We're all just like going, yeah. (laughs) Oh shit, we could have told you that 20 minutes ago. We did. We laughed at him a lot. He still did it. Then we laughed at him again. Oh, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to see what it tastes like, but I'm not going to spend the money on it. It's probably just like the worst part of Lucky Charms. I, I will pull a Mick Foley where if I see someone next to me with a box of it open, I'm just going to reach my hand in there and take a nice big handful. Oh, but yeah, I'm was, not paying the money for it. He was going to town on them, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. He was just kind of like, oh, no, oh, oh, fucking He's got like, like crumbs of it in his beard. Yeah. <laughs> this makes Santa happy. <laughs> uh, do you still think the brand split was a bad idea? Uh, yeah, still do. Still got a lot of potential, though. I mean, I'm not going to rule it out, but I think that the fact that we've got these injuries and stuff just points to the flaws that we had with this and... If we get any more injuries and more suspensions, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And eventually we're going to get to the point where they're going to have like nobody to work with. But there's a lot of positives that have come out of this. I think that the sets look great now. I'm warming up to the Raw logo a little bit more now that they've added some 3D texture and stuff to it. So that's another positive. The SmackDown logo I like. I like the fact that they've got a little bit more of a renewed energy to a couple of different things. But I still think that they need to add a lot more people to these rosters. Especially SmackDown. They really need some. But you guys on the fence of uh, Brand Split being a good or better idea yet? Do you have anything that you're warming up to more or anything like that? I still like this a lot. Um, There's some growing pains and some setbacks of people getting injured or whatever, but I don't think they're hurt all that bad. I think they have more than enough people to keep themselves covered. I mean, there's so many people that were drafted that we haven't even seen on TV yet. And there's people that they have waiting in the wings. There's old people they could call back at a moment's notice and have them up here. Like, do you think that they really had to, like, haggle to get the headbangers to come back on TV? <laughs> Imagine that <laughs> discussion. <laughs> so we'd like I, to have you over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't even discuss anything. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I'm down with it. I love the new sets. I love the differentiation between the shows with the commentary teams. The, the shows just feel different again. And for so long when they had that same fucking set, you know what I'm curious to see is what they do for pay-per-views. If they're just going to use that brand set or if they're going to do something original for these pay-per-views because fucking Backlash. Backlash is probably has my all-time favorite set of all time. And it, it doesn't seem like Backlash has that same theme with the hooks and everything, so I don't expect that. Yeah. But at least I, I'm hoping for something original. Just just something that's tweaked enough to make it seem original every every time. Um, they're getting creative with these sets, too, as far as like those big things they put around the ring corners. They're yeah, huge. Yeah, cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. I and agree. you know what? They're probably good for the wrestlers, too, because that's much easier place to perch on top of if they want to do a jump off there. Just a little bit more to get your balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think we're going to see more opportunity for people to get better spots. I mean, look at how The Miz. The, the Miz is the perfect example of someone who's taken full advantage of what's going on here and making a name for himself. Wago, what do you think? Brent's split good, bad? Going how I thought it would. Um, I th- like, they've had a few growing pains. Uh, they're, I still think it's well. You got to repeat time. what everything painted said. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, oh, did he say growing pains? Yeah, exactly. too. Um, I think in 12 months it's going to suck dick. Um, the biggest glaring issues that I uh, had were if they introduce more titles, a lot of divisions are going to seem weaker, and that's already more apparent. Tech divisions, other than Heath Slater and Rhino being together, greatest decision they've made uh, since the draft. Um, 
Team Beauty Tech and Division, Man Beast. Ten, uh, the Tech Divisions is kind of meh. Uh, SmackDown's Women Division's fucking joke. Um, really? Yeah, I don't like it. I think Raw's got the worst end right now. Yeah, I think Raw was originally the better one, but now that like they threw it back on Charlotte, Sasha's out. I'm not really too interested in the Raw Women's Division. SmackDown, on the other hand, Naomi's got a new vigor. Carmella just turned. I think there's some cool things going on over there. Well, what division on Raw? It's Charlotte and well, Bailey. Besides yeah. the point, it echoes the same statement. There's one brand that's uh, there's one uh, division that sucks and one that's yeah sucks less. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just like that was the biggest issue that I, I had going into this because I knew they'd want to introduce a shit ton of belts. I kind of just sucked it up when it came to the world title and just thought, all right, well, one world title, two world titles won't be the end of the world, but. They did it with all the belts. So that's my biggest issue. Um, we'll see how it is in 12 months. Maybe I'll eat my words, but I don't think so. Yeah, that's the what I was going to say. We're only six weeks in right now. We're only six weeks in. So I don't think we've seen the full extent of where they're going to go with this. You know, there's still going to be some growing pains with this. But as far <laughs> as the oh, as far as the brand split goes, I'm still cautiously optimistic at this point. You know, I think there are with all the injuries, especially there's going to be setbacks with the injuries and suspensions. But as you guys were saying, they're bringing up new people. They're returning other people. So I think there's a lot of room for it to grow. Now, whether or not in six months I'm going to feel the same, I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see. But you I do know, like I do like how certain guys are getting more time than they would otherwise. So that's a good part. You can't really see the full picture. They haven't even crowned all these champions yet. We have belts that are still vacated. So how can we even say that they're being watered down? We haven't even seen where these belts are being put on yet. The let tech, alone what kind the of tech finals are on. probably going to be American Alpha versus Heath Slater and Rhino. It's a weak division, dude. <laughs> that's a that's a great match. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm looking forward to that match. I hey, hope I'll, that's what the finals is. I love Heath and Rhino as an act. I actually hope they win the fucking belts, but that tech division sucks. I think the Raw tag division is another flaw kind of a thing more so than anything else because they have got three teams again like it's raw suddenly just took like a huge shot the past couple of weeks i mean we've got enzo and Cass, but they're sort of doing their own thing separately as like singles people for the most part the new day and uh gallows and anderson but big cast was just in the fatal four-way and enzo was fighting separately and stuff like they don't have a tag team that they're feuding with at the moment Enzo came out with Cass though it's not like well, they're completely separated. No, they're, they're not. They're, they're not like a together. split tag team or anything. But like, they don't have another tag team to feud with because the other people that we have are the Shining Stars and Golden Truth, and who gives a shit about them? Like, it <laughs> sucks that the Dudley Boys went away because they could have been a really good asset for that. And I don't know. There's flaws. I think. A, I think another big thing we have to wait on is this cruiserweight division to see exactly where yeah. they go with this because that could be a huge addition to it that's been sorely needed. So I'm looking forward to that. And for the and record, I, even though they are, have not even uh, started this cruiserweight division yet, unless you count the cruiserweight classic, if we get to a point where they, you know, a year from now, two years from now, they get rid of this brand split again, at that point, give the cruiserweight division its own show or something. Could end up happening. It's proven itself to be really entertaining so far with the cruiserweight classic. So that I see as being just a, a big positive, no matter what. I can't see that being a bad thing. I saying? couldn't see them. I couldn't see them branching that off just because they would want those stars on their main shows, right? That's where the money's going to be. I yeah. mean, Cruiserweight Classic is cool, but that show's not making any money. Let's be honest. No, I mean, but there's also the possibility that maybe they could do something like where superstars and main event kind of go away, and they do something with like that extra hour or something. You know? I mean, how much work did it take him to make NXT a brand? If they what try to make a fourth brand. Uh, I'm not going to say it's impossible. Well, that's what you're talking about here, making a cruiserweight brand, and that's going to be that's going to be tough. Isn't NXT basically a cruiserweight brand anyway? (laughs) (laughs) Thoughts of Samojo. Well, and as far as the tag teams, they have a lot of tag teams that are in processing. They they got the authors of Pain, who finally got names. They're not just ghostwriters anymore. They're Token Raza, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I like the uh, ghostwriters line. That was clever. (laughs) I I don't know what Gargano and Ciampa, their deal is going to be, because it seemed like from that commercial they had for when the cruiserweights are coming up, they might be separate, which is kind of unfortunate, because I really like them as a tag team. But I understand they were singles guys for their entire career up to that point. Here's the issue with them. 
Gargano I like as a singles competitor. I don't like Ciampa as a, a singles competitor. He might yeah. after a while, though. Maybe he'll have like that psycho killer thing going on. I did yeah. like him in that match they had against each other, though. He was actually the one I was rooting for. Oh, you mean that match of the year? That's the best match ever. What? There's <laughs> Ciampa versus Gargano. Everybody said that was like match of the year. Fucking no, they didn't. The Everyone said that fucking Ibushi and Alexander match was match of the year. Okay, I'm just like I'm not shitting on those matches before we got. Oh, you fucking just can't appreciate it. You're always bitching. No, they was just not as good as I was. Like people made it out to be, so I was a little disappointed. I like them both. <laughs> uh, yeah, it remains to be seen. And uh, if you want to check out episode one of Growing Pains, maybe we'll end up doing a Smart Announce table for that. But our last two questions here, we're going to tie them in together. One of them is, uh, is Sasha Banks injury prone? And the other one is, do you think that Seth Rollins is going to be looked at as somebody who injures people? Like a, an untrustworthy type of guy. Sasha Banks, maybe. I mean, I don't think so. She had one nagging injury that she didn't really take too much time off and then it ended up getting worse and she's not going to be taken off too, too much time. There's about the 20 days or so. Seth Rollins. Uh, I don't know about that. I think at the very least that power bomb is going to be something that you shouldn't do anymore. I will tell you, he's one more injury away from getting slapped with that title without doubt. There's still some question about it. I think people are perfectly logical to believe that he may be, but it, it, there's still the jury still can be out on it. He hurts one more guy. I, I think it's done for him. Well, there was what Cena with the nose, which that I think is just a total fluke. Cena with the nose, Sting mm-hmm. with the back, and here's, here's my issue. Hurt John Cena too. with John Cena with the nose. Totally get it. It was a freak accident, but it was his fault. Sting should have not been fucking wrestling. Yeah. Or at the Sting very least, Sting should have been fine. Yeah, Sting should have been doing okay. less. Kurt Angle can wrestle, but he shouldn't wrestle. There's plenty of guys that can go, like, can still technically go in the ring, but they shouldn't. Sting's one of those guys. He was a fucking cripple. Can't he even bend his knee because of Seth Rollins. <laughs> he couldn't bend his fucking knees for his finishing move. Dude's a cripple. Shouldn't be in the now, ring. When Roman Reigns was out for a while and he had was some kind of nose injury or something, what was that from? That wasn't from Seth, was it? No, that that was um. No, it was deviated septum. That's a hereditary thing. Okay. So was it just those two and Finn Balor then? Yeah, and I advocate no, that. Um, well, yeah, himself. Yeah. I think that that was a that was I don't know that was a freak injury. I mean, they all are. As far but... as the thin thing, as far as the thin thing, fucking hell, I can't say that. As far as the thin injury goes, <laughs> it's his fault. And like, I kind of blame Finn on that. He stuck his arm out. He stuck his yeah. arm out so he didn't break his neck. Like it's very simple. Neck. He was going to break his on neck. Your back. That's how you're supposed to take the move, but that's not how Seth released him. He released him way too early, and if he had gone so. back, it would have broke his neck. Well, just go back and watch the angle. Just project the angle of where he's going. If he doesn't put that arm out to help himself ease up a bit, his neck goes right into the... confidence he would have landed flush against that barricade. Either way, I think this whole thing goes away for Seth. Remember AJ Styles? Oh, I can't use the Styles Clash. He's breaking everybody's neck. Oh, look, he's using the Styles Clash and nobody's dying. Uh, what do you mean he's breaking everybody's neck? You mean he's breaking everybody's neck? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say it that way if we're gonna say it. I just... You know what? If Bret Hart wasn't such a miserable fucking waste of human life, <laughs> I don't think that this would be such an issue. But like, if it, I hate it when fucking people speak out like that. If you've got an issue with the guy, fucking speak to him. The reason you're not going to is because you're a pussy. I disagree because he said the same thing about Samoa Joe and people weren't getting on Joe. People understood the thing with Joe was a freak accident. Seth, this has been happening repeatedly. Yeah, people got onto AJ Styles too, and it blew over because everybody realized that everyone was just kind of being over the top about it. See, you I can think... have a run. You can have a run of bad luck. I mean, fuck. Um, the, like, there's only one guy in that company I actually consider unsafe, and it's Miss. <laughs> For all that soft style shit, <laughs> don't get caught by the Miss. Oh, because that one time. Uh, a lot more than one time, dude. Oh, it was really only time. there was only one time with Kofi that he really missed. Yeah, but like this, there's a running uh, history of him just not catching guys, right? He did to our truth once, and there was somebody else. See, I think the kind of the same thing that Peyton is that one more injury from Seth Rollins, and then you're really going to start to go, yeah, this dude's unsafe. 
right now there's a couple weird things that have happened in the process and it's just kind of like maybe he's the like the unfortunate one that is that next opponent where people are like they've got one more match before their body's going to break down that kind of a thing and he just keeps getting that sort of spot but I wouldn't put him in the same boat as some of the other people and the same thing with Sasha Banks being injury prone if she comes back at Clash of Champions or whenever she's supposed to come back and she gets injured again by the end of 2016 or even by like summer next year then I'm gonna think that yeah she is injury prone well I'll tell you what was really cool from that situation is they were talking about Sasha Banks on the Raw pre-show and they actually brought up the idea is she injury prone and you know who they used as the example of someone who was injury prone Wade Barrett Really? I mean, they actually hmm. threw shade and dropped Wade Barrett's name as injury pro. And I'm like, wow. Wow. I mean, that's fair. He was. Oh, fuck. It is fair. He is injury pro. It's totally fair. I just couldn't believe they like threw shade yeah, like that. It's, it's different to, to say it when he's still on the roster, though. Like, this is just kind of like, yeah, he's injury prone and fuck him. <laughs> well, I heard he's retired, so it's not really going to cause many harm at this point. He's doing movies now or something, I think. I don't know. So, uh, jury's out, I guess, on Sasha Banks. We'll see on that one. And- as long as nobody drops her on her fucking head again. <laughs> I will say this. If Seth does injure another guy, I will definitely reconsider my argument. But right now, I think it's just a bunch of circumstances that happened in a short space of time. Cause- so, let's say Seth does injure another guy. What do they do with him at that point? Do they demote it depends him? By- they- it depends by what situation. If he does it with that buckle bomb again, then the simple answer is get rid of the buckle bomb. The issue is, is when you start banning moves, I don't know if you guys remember that period of time where you couldn't do certain, like, you couldn't do a shoot and start press, you couldn't do a 450. It was a whole bunch of moves banned. Wrestling was boring for a fucking while. I think it's the type of thing where, I like what they did with the shooting star press where they were like, if you prove to us that you can do it safe, then you can do it. And, I mean, Seth Rollins, if he injures another person with that same move, he's proven that he can't do it safely. Like, don't get me wrong, there's certain guys that shouldn't do certain moves. I mean, just take a look at Billy Kidman. That guy should never have been doing shooting star to people. Fucking dropping knees into people all the time. But, fuck. I don't know. If he, if he hit someone with a buckle bomb again, sure, get rid of it. But I don't think demote him. Say buckle bomb again. Um, Wait, buckle bomb. Again. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you say it really, really fast. It's interesting. You're like, buckle bomb. <laughs> you go, if you go back to his uh, curb stomp, he freaking hurt Brock Lesnar, too. So there's another guy you could add to the list. That's why. That's one of the reasons they got rid of that move. I thought they got rid of it because they didn't want kids imitating it. I think it was a pile of circumstances. I think they got rid of it because they watched American History X, and then they were like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's been what we've been promoting. <laughs> to be fair, I'm just shocked that that fucking name ever got like approved. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. At the very least, we could agree Seth Rollins should never wrestle Sasha Banks because if one of them's injury prone and the other one injures people, they're going to get fucked. But that's it for our mailbag questions. Make sure you guys leave your comments below and tell us what you think of these different ones. If you want to answer any of them, go ahead and do that. Just make sure you timestamp them, as we mentioned earlier, and start sending in your questions for next month because we're going to be getting to that in a couple weeks. Not too sure exactly when, but by the end of September, we'll go through another set of questions. And uh, that's going to be it for our main event, too. So the only thing left that we need to do is to just go through our plugs here and uh, tell you guys what you should follow and all that other kind of stuff. So, Kalen, what do you want to toss out? You can follow me on the Twitter at Kalen Ferris. And remember, always, always sick them. <laughs> Peyton, anything you want to toss out? Uh, not these mozzarella sticks because they're incredible. Oh, give me some. <laughs> My mozzarella sticks. Uh, follow me on Twitch, where I play video games almost every night of the week at M-R-P-A-D-E-N. Currently playing through The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD. You still in the wind tunnel? (laughs) (laughs) Notice you didn't answer. I'm way past the wind tunnel. (laughs) And Wago, round us out. All right, you can follow me on the Twitter at Stephen Wago. Stephen is spelled with a P-H. Wago is W-H-E-O. You can find all my updates going on there. Bada bing, bada boom. Back to you, Tony. All right, guys, that's it for episode number 249. Next week is episode 250. Holy shit. What? 
So we are going to do our backlash predictions for that episode. And then the week after that is going to be a good week where we don't actually have a main event set. And because it's going to be technically episode 251, and I might not actually continue numbering them after episode 250, a little bit more on that a little bit later on, uh, I might do a big flurry of just a bunch of different content. I posted something on the Mega Maniacs for everybody if they want to throw out some suggestions for different things. Sporkle was one of them. Another mini tournament was going to be one. Possibly that smart announce table doing the uh, final deletion. There's a lot of different options, and if you guys have anything else you want to suggest, go ahead and leave a comment on that thread there. And if you aren't on Mega Maniacs, why not? But if for some reason you're not, then you can just send me an email and do it that way and anything else like that. Then uh, I'll try to take that all into consideration and do a whole bunch of different stuff that week. But next week we got those backlash predictions, so make sure that you stay tuned. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Check out SmartCoutMoment.com. And I think that's it for this episode. So thank you all for listening, everybody. This has been another Smart Out Moment, and we're being counted out. Ah!